Hi guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Grow As You Go podcast. This is your host, Michaela Deal. As a girl in her 20s, I know exactly what it's like to be feeling lost, confused, a little bit like you have so much to figure out still, because you probably do, but I'm just here to reassure you that that's totally normal. And whatever stage of life that you're in, if you're feeling any type of way, I'm always here to remind you that you are not alone in that. And just ultimately be someone that you can look at as a friend. Health and wellness, fitness, dating, life, advice, self-help, all the things, anything at all that I am noticing in my life that is coming up and can maybe help someone else, we always will go deeper into. If there's ever anything you guys wanna hear more of, please comment, read the podcast, and let me know how much you enjoy it. I love you. If you're ready to grow with me, let's get into today's episode. New episodes are every Monday at 5 a.m. Hi guys, on today's episode, it's gonna be a little bit of like a, a harder one for me to talk about, honestly, but one that I think is very important to talk about nonetheless. I wasn't planning on talking about this this week, but I got on TikTok Live, which is what I like to do sometimes before I come up with what I'm going to talk about on the podcast. And I was like going off of different topics that I had. Some of them were dating because I get so many dating questions and everything. But then someone asked me that currently just had a family member get diagnosed with dementia. If I could talk about my personal experience with dementia and my mom and kind of a little bit about that today because they just recently had somebody, her dad got diagnosed. And for me, I was like, yeah, I can do that because I know how hard that is. And I know that, you know, in those moments, whenever things are so confusing and hard, like for me, it is, it is, it is very hard and everything still, but like, I think it'll be good for me to talk about it also, but it's definitely something that I deal with. And I have been dealing with a lot in my life recently. So before we get into this, I just want to give a trigger warning. We we will be talking about mental illnesses. We will be talking about dementia, mainly dementia is what we'll be kind of covering today. But in case that triggers anyone, I want to give a little bit of a preface. You don't have to listen to this episode. That's absolutely fine with me. Um, But for anybody who doesn't know, my mom was diagnosed with dementia in November of 2022. I want to say, I want to say it was November of 2022, which is kind of crazy that it's been over a year because I just feel like 2023 flew by, honestly, but she was diagnosed. I don't know exactly how old she was whenever she was diagnosed, but she was in her like low sixties. Like right now she's, let me do some math. She's literally 63 years old right now. So she would have been diagnosed at 62, which is like so crazy. And like, it don't even get me started. Like it actually blows my mind. And it's like very upsetting to think about, but, um, she will be turning 64 in March. So it's a whole thing. But so she was recently diagnosed and also, um, it's a triggering topic for people to listen to. I understand that. And it's also, it's probably going to be triggering for me to talk about it. Um, but like, it's fine. So I just want to give a preface with that. Like my emotions may come up during this and that's just going to happen. And I'm okay with that. But if like anyone wants to know where I'm at, like a year later from when she got diagnosed, like I currently right now today, I'm not even kidding you. It's kind of ironic that this got brought up to talk about today. Cause I went to the gym this morning and while I was at the gym, I, I looked up how to prevent dementia because it is my biggest fear. And like, I see a therapist, like I talk to her about all this stuff and she's awesome. But I said to her this previous week, I'm like, or not this past week, but like maybe two weeks ago, like it was right. Like the first time I talked to her since I went home for Christmas and I was like, I don't want to be my parents. And I think that's like my biggest fear. And like, not that they're awful people or anything, but like, I don't want to like end up the way that either of them are, to be honest, but not in a way where like, my dad's amazing. Like my dad's great and he's an amazing man, but there's certain things about the life that they live and the quality of the life that they choose, that he chooses to live in the life that she is living that I want to avoid. And there are certain behaviors that I know could run in my genetics. And you know, it's just like, I want to avoid and prevent 
Alzheimer's, dementia, anything of the sort, the most in like the in the utmost way, like I'm scared about that. And I, I think it's one of those things where I'm not going to live in fear about it. Like there's nothing I can do. And like I'm very into health and wellness and everything. But I think anybody who has dementia or like some form of that in your life, you definitely can relate to me that it's a really scary thought. That like, if this can happen to my mom, like, can this happen to me? And I know there's a chance that it can. I know that. But at the same time, just because it did happen to her doesn't mean that it's going to happen to me. And I'm very, and I'm going to get into the rest of this, but I, I feel like this is a really important thing to talk about. And this is how it's been affecting me the most. But just because it happened to her doesn't mean it's going to happen to me like that. And I know I'm very health conscious, mental health conscious, especially like from me getting raised the way that I was raised, like and me experiencing issues and problems with certain things like anxiety and things in my life. Like I know that there's areas of my life that I've wanted to work on for years and I've been working on them actively. So I think it just freaks me out, you know, because she seemed seemingly okay. She never was super, super, super normal. She seemed seemingly okay. And with it up until just a couple years ago and after going through like a divorce, um, unexpectedly kind of, um, and I think just the fact that she was alone, um, I think it really caused it to progress in a way where no one really, it wasn't super obvious. Cause like she always was a little bit off and she always had her own issues with mental health. Like I still to this day don't know exactly what, because whenever like four years, like I can't even, I can't even explain the relationship with my mom or like how things went with my mom or like how she is. But if you've met my mom, you understand. Um, but it's just been a little bit off, but like she was always very nice and very kind to others. But if you grew up with her, you knew that there was many sides to her. So I don't know if there was like some form of um, like multiple personality or like BPD or um, I know for a fact there was anxiety. I know for a fact that there was depression. I know for, and not diagnosed, but like I know for a fact, like me understanding those, like I understand that like that, those were things that she was going through. There's no way. OCD, like she had a lot of stuff happening and all of them were untreated, all of them. And it doesn't need to be treated necessarily, but there's a difference between acknowledging I'm dealing with these things or these are struggles that I have and I can move on and try to fix them versus being in denial, like I'm fine. And I think it kind of depends on where you grow up and everything too. But for me, mental health was not talked about in my hometown at all, like at all. Like this was something that I started to get more um, accustomed to one, because I was dealing with things in my own personal life, but also I moved to cities and even online, there's just so much more of a like healthier, calm space, like a welcoming space for you to kind of talk about your problems as opposed to being in your hometown or like being in like small town doctor mindsets, as opposed to being a city doctor mindset. I just feel like in cities, they are so used to so many different things. They are educated more on different topics um, not speaking for every town, but like, that's just from my experience, what I've definitely seen. So especially being born in the sixties, um, she was born in 61. She was born in a time where like that stuff wasn't talked about at all. So like, I'm very understanding to that. And like, I know she's been through so much trauma in her life, you know, in terms of, um, and I think that plays a huge role in your, um, well-being in the future, like the trauma that you went through and did you heal it? Like, honestly, Everybody has trauma. Everybody has things that you go through and like things that you went through when you were younger and all those things. But there's a difference between being blind to it and deciding to like run from it versus actually looking at it in the face, whether that be with therapy, whether that be with 
different types of therapy resources. Like there's so many different types of therapy you can do. So it doesn't just have to be talk therapy. It can also be like, there's something I'm doing currently. It's called um, neurofeedback therapy, lens therapy. Um, There's somatic therapy. There's so many things. Okay. So like, depending on like everyone's circumstance, obviously I'm not saying everyone needs to do what I'm doing, but there are so many different ways for you to get help basically in any areas that you have in trauma, especially in therapy is like the biggest thing in terms of trauma. But yeah, so moral of the story, she did not have any of those things, but I know that she had issues with her parents. Both of them passed away young, didn't treat her well, didn't want her. Um, I know that she was in a lot of awful relationships where there was like abuse and she had to worry about her kids. There's just, there's my whole family life and dynamic is in my opinion, strange, but I know everybody has like their own, you know what I mean? uh, Upbringing and everything, but moral of the story. Yeah. She kind of had to worry about herself and stuff, but like she never worked a day in my life. So like, just to give anyone a little bit of context, my mom never worked one day in my life. I'm 26. She worked before, but like clearly if you're not working for that many years, you're unable to hold a job. You're unable to do things. You're unable to have normal relationships in your life that can stay. I think there's a lot of signs behind those types of things. And yeah, so they're just like little signs like that, that I would, I now looking back, it makes a lot of sense. And even like a couple of years ago before she was diagnosed, I was, I never really understood it. And I was really like frustrated about it because Before someone's diagnosed with something like this, you wonder what's happening. Why wouldn't they want to fix whatever is wrong with them so that they can have a better relationship with you or their children or their loved ones or their family? And that is what I struggled with for a long time because there's a lot of neglect that was done in my childhood and a lot of having to do things on my own, support myself in ways emotionally and financially. There's just a lot of kind of damage that has been done, I feel, like in the relationship that I had with my mom. So like there's so many emotions when something like this comes up and whenever there's a diagnosis like this because you're kind of going through so many different things because suddenly it all makes sense. But like before that, yeah, I had a lot of animosity and I was just really... And I was nice though. And I, I always cared about having a relationship with her. And I always tried to continue that relationship, especially like once she was in more of a normal headspace than she was probably since like my ninth grade year of high school, she got into a relationship with my ex-stepdad. And in that relationship, my dad can attest to this too. Um, he even said like, I'm just really happy. She seems like she's like the happiest I've seen her in years. And she was like, she seemed to really get it together where before like, I just feel like I knew like so many different um, phases of her, so many different stages of her. I don't know what the word is. Um, so many different parts of her, I guess. Because when I was young, there was obviously something there, but I wasn't quite, I didn't understand everything that was going on, but I definitely know there was neglect happening. And I know that we weren't being cared for properly. We didn't have what we needed. Um, thankfully, you know, we, we were able to figure that out and we were able to get through that. But it's hard to heal and like, know that somebody put you in those situations and like not hold it over their head or not like even hold it over their head, but like not hold some sort of, um, I don't know, hurt towards them because of what they chose to do. It never fully made sense to me, um, until she got diagnosed. I was just kind of like, and like, I immediately felt awful, but like even over the years, let's say, so, okay, I'm kind of going all over the place, but once she, like in my childhood, basically it was like, angry she'd be angry at times she'd be happy times but she was always just her emotions were all over the place like all over the place and 
it really just depended. I don't even know. It's kind of hard to remember a bunch of stuff. But then when she was in that relationship where she was married, um, and it was with, like with her one of her high school sweethearts, they ended up coming back to each other's lives somehow, and like that worked out. He was really good for her, but unfortunately, we all know her, and we all knew her to be who she was before him, and we knew eventually it would probably not work out because of how hard she was to deal with. And this is not me talking negatively about my mom. This is me sharing my story. I have the most, like me, I'm talking about an old part of me right now and like a way that I felt about her then versus how I feel about her now with her diagnosis and stuff. So just to give you a little backstory on that. But anyone that knows my mom would say that yes, she was hard to deal with. And it's because there was a lot of unhealed trauma, a lot of unsurfaced, like surfaced mental health problems, but nothing that she was willingly being like, yes, I'm dealing with this. She was very much so in denial. And I think I, and I think for the longest time, I, it was so hard for me to understand how can you be in denial when this is your reality? I'm so confused. But I think it comes down to the fact that like, she was probably doing the best that she could. And it didn't make sense to me because like, I'm able to think differently than she is. Like whatever she's going through and her mental health issues and whatever, all the trauma she's went through personally has shaped her brain to be what it is today. She might not be able to be real with herself. She might not be able to even consider that as an option. She might not have any self-awareness at all. Like she might've just been doing the best she could in that moment. And that's pretty much all I can accept now. So I have compassion looking back on our relationship now and like the way things happened. And even though obviously I was cared for and not great um, on her end in my childhood, for sure. And neither were my siblings. I guess she was doing the best that she could. I don't know. It's hard for me to say. And that's not really, I can't really say much. And obviously that's something that just downright sucks at the end of the day. But after things got better, you know, I ended up moving out. I used to live, I had like shared custody between my dad and my mom. And I lived with her until I was in like eighth grade. And then I was like, I want to live with my dad because I always felt closer with my dad. Like he was always the one taking care of me, making sure I had the things that I needed, um, working to make sure that I could go to, you know what I mean? Just all the stuff, like just making sure that I was cared for all the things. So I had a, a better, I have a better relationship with my dad for sure than my mom. But, um, I started, like, I obviously want that relationship with my mother. I always did. It was just harder, I think, at certain times and things, especially because, like, I would see, like, time and time again, she would kind of neglect relationships with her children for men. And it was just, like, all of it just, it was never going to rub me the right way. It was never going to rub anyone the right way. But anyways, once she was with... Um, her with my ex-stepdad things were really really good we were able to have a life we weren't used to having because my stepdad would like do things for us that like we never had the opportunity or the privilege of having before he would like help us with clothes all the things just like look out for us and we really appreciated that and we were able to do things like me and her would always go and get food together like that's what we would do I would still find time to do that and that kind of happened over the past couple years um before she was diagnosed like we would still go and get food anytime I was in town um and everything and she would come up to Williamsport when I went to college she'd be my patient in the like the op and like even before she was diagnosed like years before like going in public with her my sister can also agree with me on this like it's a little embarrassing or it was like, I wouldn't be embarrassed to go out in public with my mom now. I just genuinely wouldn't, especially due to her condition. But back then she was kind of like, it didn't make sense to me. Like I'm like a teenager. I'm like, why is my mom acting like this? Kind of like, kind of like I have to mother her. Um, 
and but it wasn't she was very about herself so she could drive all the things whatever I don't know but basically our we would go and get food and we would our relationship definitely like got better over the the few years before she got diagnosed and it was never like awful it was just like it all came down to the end of it or all came down to the same fact like you weren't a mom to us you weren't like you never were you are my mother, but you were really never a mom to me. And even not only like in certain things, but like also you weren't there for me emotionally with like anything I ever needed help with. Like I always had to do that stuff myself. And same with my siblings. Like it just is, she's my mother and I love her dearly, but like she wasn't that for me. And I found that in other people. And like I have, I'm lucky enough to have friends, like parents who like were that for me in a way where it was just like they wanted to be there for me and just like check in and like they would give advice about certain stuff. But like at the end of the day, I've never had a mom. And at the end of the day, I've never had that privilege of being able to just, and this isn't like feel bad for me, but for anyone who can relate, I see you. This is for anyone like who can't just call up their mom and be like, hey, like I had a bad day. Like what what would you recommend I do? Like I've never had that. I've never in my life had that where I can just call her and get advice or get her opinion on stuff. Like, and especially now, I think the hardest part about all of this is that like, I never will. Like, I'm never going to have that. And I think for a long time, there was a chance that like, maybe that would change. But now it's inevitable. Guys, I don't know if you know, but I'm absolutely obsessed with meditating. And I know there's so many different ways of going about meditating these days. There's different apps. There's so many different things. And it can seem super freaking overwhelming, honestly. And for me, I'm going to tell you, I've tried tons of different apps. I've tried a lot of different things. I've tried ones on YouTube. It can be really hard to sit still. So if you're not somebody who likes just seated meditations or whatever it may be, or maybe you're just new to meditating, I have the perfect freaking thing for you. And I was so excited to have a little offer to give you guys. I'm obsessed with Superhuman. That is the app that I choose to use for my meditating these days because I find that it's the best. It gives me the most versatile situation. So I'm able to use it not only sitting down, but if I don't have time to sit down, I can also do walking meditations. I can do running errands meditations, up the wall meditations. You can have your legs just up stretching. There's stretching meditations. There's a lot of pep talks on there for every certain situation. I'm all into all those things. There's also a cleaning meditation as well. Travel meditations. I'm obsessed. They even have ones to listen to before you go on a first date or after like a family dinner, if it went bad, like they have everything you could possibly need. So I'm so excited to give you guys this offer. So I reached out to Superhuman because I really wanted to work with them and they are letting me offer you guys a 100% off a one month trial also plus the two week free trial period. So by trying and signing up with my code, you get a six weeks free membership through them. So you're able, it gives you plenty of time to try it. If it's not something that you like, you can just cancel it. Simple as that. But I love how much time they're giving you guys to kind of try it out because I know for a fact that you're probably going to fall in love with it. And if you stick with it and stay consistent, I promise you like even just a couple days a week and notice what it will do to your mental health. You will have a much more calm brain. You're going to feel way more connected to yourself. And it allows you to set intentions throughout your day that genuinely have changed my life, especially going to work at a job that isn't necessarily what I want to be doing with my life these days. It helps me to have a good mindset to go into whatever day, no matter what I'm doing. It helps me to stay focused, present, and just living in the moment, which I love. 
But so, like I said, it gives you six weeks to figure out if it is something that you want to stick with or not, and you will not get charged until after the six weeks is up. So let's say you started it and you want to cancel it literally the next day. You can cancel it the next day and you still will have six weeks to use it. And if it is something you decide that you want to do again, you could always, you know what I mean? go back to it. But this way you have plenty of time to figure out if it's something that you want to do or not. The sign up with my code only works if you go through the website though. So I will have that linked below. You can't go through the app store or Google play or anything like that. In order to get this deal, you need to go to www.superhuman.app slash register, sign up with my code Michaela. That is M I C H A E L A. And I will have all that listed below, but please give it a try. I swear to God, you guys will love it so much. And I can tell you it has hundred percent changed my life for the better. And it's something that I incorporate in my every single day life where meditating always was something that was super hard for me to find time to do. Go and try superhuman and become literally a superhuman. I swear to God, I am a superhuman now because of this app. Or I guess what I mean by that is I hoped that that would change someday. Like I would still have the opportunity. Maybe we could change, like maybe something could change and like we could make this work. But now it isn't that like that I know for a fact it's 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 a done deal and I'm very very glad that she's getting the care and everything that she needed to get in order to understand what's going on because it was not safe for her to be living alone but now it is mourning the loss of somebody who's alive and that is is really painful and like I can't I can't even imagine what it's like once they're officially gone or anyone's officially gone um I'm very grateful to say I haven't really had to deal with that a lot um yet in my life but yeah, it's just, it's, it's crappy to think. And especially like, it's hard on me being here in Texas. Like I like being in Texas. I do. And I really love it here, but like, it's hard being 24 hours away from your family whenever things like this are going on. Because even though I know I don't need to be guilty or feel guilty, like I do, because I'm like, I wish I could be there more. I wish I could visit more, but it's like, okay, even if I could visit more, what would really be coming out of that? Not nothing. We're like, you know what I mean? Like I'm really not missing, like there's really nothing I can do. And like at some point maybe I could be back closer or something like that, but that's all going to depend on me. I'm not just going to go making a decision based off of something that is out of my control. Like I moved here before this was an issue. Like I moved here to do this for me and to live my life and grow and find myself and everything. And I've been doing that. It just sucks. Like it really does suck to know that my mom is back there 24 hours away. And like, I wish I could visit her more and I wish I could see her. And I just like have such compassion for her. Cause I understand. I feel like I get her more than I ever did now. Cause like she can't change who she is. Like she's just kind of in this pattern, I guess. I don't know. I don't have hate or resentment or anything like I once did. I think maybe parts of me do for things in the past, but it's not about who she is today and everything like that. But I wanted to share that story because um, I feel like a lot of people don't understand what it's like. Because just because somebody got diagnosed with dementia doesn't magically mean that you have the best or like that you're going to stop. Like there's so much stuff that can happen the years prior to someone getting diagnosed and it can make it hard and even more challenging to step up in those moments. But at the end of the day, I only want her to be okay. And I only want her to be feel loved, safe, cared for all the things. And it just sucks to know that she has to live in a home and that's like her reality, you know? And I know that with dementia, there's not great. Like there's really nothing that can happen. She's not going to just magically get better. Um, or anything. And it just sucks to know that it's like a, it's a declining process and it's just really, really hard. So I definitely try to go and visit her anytime that I can when I'm home. I saw her last year at least twice. And then I saw her 
over Christmas recently, but it just, it never feels like enough. I wish I could do more, you know, but I also have to remind myself, I have to look out for me. So if for you, the person that just got the news that somebody in your family is diagnosed with dementia, just know I feel for you and it, it, it gets better, but like it doesn't. And I don't mean that in a way where it's going to be, um, depressing, but in a way where you can accept that, like it's okay for things to suck and it's okay to feel really sad about it because you're going to feel really sad about it. And I know you mentioned the girl specifically where her dad was diagnosed that like he just yells at you constantly and it's so hard, um, because it is, it's not them anymore. And like, yeah, it sucks. Cause like it isn't them anymore. Like it isn't, it isn't. And you can't take the yelling personally. Cause like they're just, their minds, their brains aren't functioning like a normal person's brain. Like it's not it's not them. And if he eventually doesn't remember you, that's going to suck. But like also know it's not him and it has nothing to do with you or their love for you. They're just going through it. You know, they're just going through it. And it just, it really, like, I can't say it enough. It just freaking sucks. Like it really does. But even when I went to visit her the last time I was home, she like recognizes me. And she gets excited, but I think, like, she gets a little confused about it. And, like, she remembers me, but there's times where she doesn't remember my sister. There's times where she probably doesn't even remember me, but, like, she's able to connect the dots. She gets confused on if my sister's kids are her kids or not. Um, She is unsure of how to make her bed, get in her bed. I had to show her how to wash her hands the last time I was there. Um... And she was like, I don't know how to make this. Can you help me? So like I helped her make her bed and like showed her, but it just sucks. Cause it's like, they're not going to remember that again, you know? And it's like, you can show them and like reteach them certain things, but like, it's not, it's going to be something you're probably going to have to help them with. And you have to stay really patient with them, you know, and just have compassion and grace and love towards them. Cause like nothing's worse than the reality. So like, it sucks to be a part of like a part of it. And it sucks to have to see that, like, that's my mom and, like, this is what she's going through. But what sucks more is that's the reality. So, like, really just have compassion for whoever, if you can relate to this. Or if you ever end up finding yourself in a position where somebody else has that, like, just be really compassionate towards them. Because I never quite understood, you know, dementia. And it really has such a special place in my heart now. Um, But, like, even when I have patients, like, there'll be people, like, like, she has dementia. You know what I mean? Or, like, some people might talk about my mom in like a, a way where it's like, oh, like she was like, I don't know what she was doing or like, she seems crazy. And I used to think that my mom seemed crazy and stuff that she would do in public, but it's like, no, she's just sick. Like she's not okay. Like, so I think, um, it definitely, if you're ever someone who's like making fun of someone and the way that they're acting, that's really messed up. Um, once you know, you know what I mean? If that's like the reality or whatever, but at the end of the day, just have grace with, anyone who's dealing with dementia, anyone who is dealing with dementia also. So like, if let's say I'm dealing with dementia, have some grace. Okay. Not even just on me, but I'm saying like, if you're like, if there's someone in your life that's going through it or like have grace with them. Cause like, it's not, it's not easy and not to excuse crappy behavior and or like a relationship or something. If it's not the person that is sick with dementia, but just understand that it affects everybody in different ways. And you just have to be patient and kind and understand also that like if somebody just got diagnosed it's gonna seem really hard for you to wrap your head around it at first you might be like why don't you understand what I'm saying they don't understand because their brain isn't working properly so like my sister is a CNN or CNA a CNA I always like get confused on what that stands for and stuff but 
Um, she's a CNA, so like she has um, she has experience working with dementia patients and just a lot of sick people and everything. So Alyssa was better at knowing how to talk to her whenever she was sick. I was kind of confused about it at first, and I learned really quickly. She was like, Michaela, like she doesn't know that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like I need to shut up. You know what I mean? So just have grace and compassion for sure and just be really, really kind about it. They're just happy to see you. They're happy to be with you, even if they're not able to like tell you that they are. They're very happy that you're there. So I try and I will go back every time I can as much as I can. It just makes it so hard because if I ever fly into Pennsylvania, I can only drive there because it's like an hour away if someone drives me or if I get a ride or if I rent a car or something like that. But yeah, there's a lot of healing that I'm currently like kind of going through a lot of realizations I'm having a lot of just like accepting of what is the reality of my life at the moment and everything. It just stinks. It just all really freaking stinks. But it's the best case scenario for the circumstances where she is able to be getting the care that she needs, being fed, being looked after. I just wish that I could like clean her teeth for her. Like I wish I could like help her, you know, and like actually have her brushing her teeth all the time and making sure things are happening just because it's like, oh my gosh. Um, I just, I just know that they're probably, even though there is a lot of care, there's probably not like, they're not making them do these things that they need to do for their health and like oral hygiene, especially coming from a dental hygienist, me, it's so important to like look after them, make sure they're brushing their teeth and stuff. Cause like that can just add to dementia, honestly, and Alzheimer's and that kind of thing. So really quick, I'm going to define what dementia is for anybody who maybe doesn't know the exact definition or whatever. I know I probably should have did that in the beginning, but we're going to do it now. All right. So dementia is a condition characterized by progressive or persistent loss of intellectual functioning, especially with impairment of memory and abstract thinking, and often with personality change resulting from organic disease of the brain. Like literally... Oh my gosh, it's the worst ever. I like, it's honestly, I really hope that I never, that I never have to, um, I never wanted to deal with anything like this. Obviously nobody does in their family, but I really hope I don't ever deal with this myself. The next thing I just read is traumatizing for most people with Alzheimer's, which obviously Alzheimer's and dementia are different, but Alzheimer's, those who have the late onset variety symptoms first appear in their mid sixties or later when the disease develops before age 65, it's considered early onset Alzheimer's, which can begin as early as a person's 30s, although this is rare. Another thing, what is the main cause of dementia? It came up Alzheimer's disease is the most common cause of dementia in older adults, but there are other causes of dementia. Depending on the cause, some dementia symptoms might be reversible. We're gonna look up what the definition of Alzheimer's is just so I can understand the difference. So it says a progressive mental deterioration that can occur in middle or old age due to generalized degeneration of the brain. It is the most common cause of premature senility which I don't know what that is. Senility means the quality of state of being. So a simple definition, it is a progressive disease beginning with mild memory loss, possibly leading to loss of ability to carry on a conversation and respond to the environment. Alzheimer's disease involves parts of the brain that control thought, memory, and language. I just stumbled across this, which is probably what we're all wondering, which is what's the difference in Alzheimer's and dementia? Because I honestly don't really understand it. In summary, dementia is an overarching term that refers to a range of symptoms affecting cognitive abilities, while Alzheimer's disease is a specific type of dementia characterized by progressive memory loss and cognitive decline. Other types of dementia exist, each with its own distinct causes and characteristics. So anybody that has Alzheimer's has dementia, but depending on the type of dementia they have kind of tells what type of dementia that they have. Alzheimer's is a type of dementia. I'm so sorry if you heard that sound a couple times in this episode. This 
is literally me pulling my phone off of um, like a notebook because it sticks to everything once I set my phone down. It's really sad to think about how common like Alzheimer's is though. There's more than 3 million cases per year. So the four different types of, or I guess there's eight different types of dementia. There's Alzheimer's disease. There is vascular dementia. There is low bo Louis body dementia. There is frontotemporal dementia, normal pressure, hydrocephalus. I'm sure none of you guys care about all these different types. Huntington, Huntington's disease is another type. Um, something I literally can't even pronounce. Crutz felt Jacob disease. And the last one is Wernick Korsoff syndrome. So yeah, there's a couple of different kinds. So I'm not sure like the specifics of what kind my mom has, um, but it's probably Alzheimer's. I'm not sure. I hope that was helpful. Like I like to give you guys a little bit of background on kind of like my own personal situation with it and everything and what it is to give everyone just a little bit of like knowing of what's happening but if you see that there's like people with confusion or like constant confusion where like help them like allow them to get looked at because for the longest time i wanted my mom to get evaluated i knew my mom was not okay and i didn't know what she had but i knew that she had something where she could get help and she might be a little bit better and i wanted to try to save that like any type of chance to have a relationship with her right so she would never consent to that though like she was still enough with it where she's like no i'm not doing that I'm not doing that, which like, I was like, okay, but like, I couldn't get her to do it. I can't make her do anything. Um, so it wasn't until she was at her house cause she lived alone and my sister went to check on her and she like, wasn't answering the door and like all the lights were off. And, um, my sister was like concerned for her. And we honestly were really scared for a long time that we were going to have to like, just randomly find her one day because she wasn't okay to like, we didn't know how anything was going to go or whatever. But my sister went over there trying to like help her and the cops ended up going in doing a wellness check. She came to the door. She was very confused. And I knew that she was at a point of no return or at least of like, she's gone right now. Like she's needs, like there's no way that she's going to fight getting looked at because even whenever, um, even whenever my sister was there, my sister that night, I was in Texas cause I live in Texas. She was back in Pennsylvania kind of living in this and I was on FaceTime with my sister for hours this night and just watching my mom and like how confused she was. And like people would be in her house questioning her and she's like, hi, I'm glad you could make it. You know what I mean? Or like, hey, good to see ya. And it's like, mom, you know what I mean? I knew, I'm like, you don't even think it's weird that there's random people that you don't know in your house right now. Like you're not okay. Um, so that night then she was taken to, I think the hospital or something and she got, evaluated a couple times or something and they they're like yeah she has like severe dementia so that is how my mom got diagnosed and that is like the whole story she because she wasn't able to consent to it for a very long time because i always wanted her to at least um be able to kind of get any mental health help that she could get possibly if she needed medication if that could help her like oh my gosh like that, that would have been amazing if like I, I really wish that something like that could have happened, but that's not the way that it went. And whenever my sister tried to take her even before, like it got to the point that it did before she got diagnosed, she tried to take her to somewhere like a doctor's office to get some screening done to figure out things. And she started freaking out. And she's like, I know where I'm at. I know where I'm at. 
like you know what I mean who knows I think that she's been through a lot of things in her life that could have triggered her but either way she was with it enough to be like I'm not allowing this to be done and she did not want to get looked at um so yeah it's a lot it's heavy it's a lot to talk about it's not a fun topic but it's a topic that I think could be helpful for other people and as always I started sharing, you know what I mean? I remember I made an episode back whenever I found out that my mom got diagnosed. I literally made it like in real time. And like of me going to visit her and like my first reaction of like what that was like. And it's hard. It's hard to go in there and it's hard to visit and everything, but it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. So if you want to listen to that episode, I think it's like a Christmas. So it was actually the fifth episode of my podcast, Navigating the Holidays and Setting New Year's Goals. So I started my podcast in November of 2022. My mom was also diagnosed in November of 2022. So that episode came out in December of 2022. So if you want to kind of know how I was right off the bat and kind of where I'm at now, I've definitely come to accept it a lot more and I understand it, but like, it's not easy. Like one, I told you right in the beginning of this episode, like I am scared, like that it's something that I might have in my life at some point, but there's nothing that like thinking about that is going to do, but I can only do everything to make me feel my best and work to grow through any types of problems that I face so that I never get to that point, you know? Um, and I will do whatever it takes to hopefully never have that happen to me or anything of the sort, but it's definitely a scary thought. Nonetheless, I'm sure it won't ever actually happen. It's more a fear thought, but, um, you know, it's just one person in my whole entire family. It's just my mother, you know, so it's pretty close, um, close to home in terms of like, you know, everything. So that's kind of all I want to say about that today, because that was kind of a lot to try to get through. But if you guys ever want any other questions, or if you ever want me to get into any more of it, let me know. I absolutely will. I think the only other thing that I meant to share that I didn't is just like, she would be explosive at times, like even before she was diagnosed, like she would get very angry, very quickly. She'd raise her voice a lot. Um, and then she'd be very nice. Like it would kind of like fluctuate. And I always, I remember saying for years, like, I don't know if she, like, I don't know what she has. And I was very like, what the heck's going on? Cause I was just like ignorant to the fact, like I didn't know, um, anything back then living in the small town that I lived in and you were my mom. Like I kind of expected you to be able to figure that stuff out on your own. Um, so it was very challenging for me to understand that like my mom doesn't want to get the help that she could get possibly to fix any of these problems because she was in denial thinking she didn't have anything wrong and at the at the same time I'm a kid like I was her youngest so like there's only so much I can do um but we did everything that we could you know to help and we're still there doing everything that we can to be there for her and help her and protect her and make sure she has everything that she needs and make it happy and fun and I can't wait to see her next I just wish I could see her more I really do I really really do so maybe in the future I'll be figuring that out but I hope that you guys all have a great start to your week. I'm so sorry to start this week off. If you're listening to this, like first thing on a Monday, like with this, I'm not trying to depress anybody by any means. I just wanted to give you guys an episode, maybe talking about something a little bit more serious because I know people asked for it. People wanted this. Like I asked, you guys want this or this? And a lot of people wanted this. So I just wanted to come through for you guys. But just know that you can do all the things that your mind says that you can't do. And even if you have an illness or something like that in the family, don't let it run your life. Okay, we're taking control of our lives. Just do the things that you can do each and every day to not become victim to your mind. Don't let fear win. Don't stop yourself from doing the things you want to do just because of maybe mental challenges that you have. Exposure therapy. Put yourself in those situations to get uncomfortable. Get comfortable being uncomfortable quite often. And whenever you have... 
um, a trait or a behavior or a person that you know that you really don't want to become, like for a couple of different reasons, valid, you know, valid, do everything in your power to change that in a healthy way. Like enjoy your life and relax. But if you know that you want to be a morning person and you're currently sleeping on that, wake up early, like quit making excuses. You want to go to the gym, go to the gym, like get uncomfortable. Cold plunging has completely changed my life so far this year. I've loved it. We're on day 13 of cold plunging. Okay. So I did my 13th cold plunge today. Tomorrow we'll be doing 14, 15. Like I'm doing it every day. And last week I was doing like two minutes, like when it was really cool, but I've been doing three minutes now and three minutes is easy now. I just really enjoy it. I love it. I love my cold plunges. It really does change my entire day, my entire day. So seriously, so, so, so serious about that. If I wake up and I don't get time to do it before I go to work or something because I work super early or it's raining, um, I will make sure I do it after work, but I can totally notice how it affects my thoughts, my brain, my mindset throughout the day for sure. So I'm really trying to work hard on putting myself out of my comfort zone, minimizing stress levels, and also not allowing fear to consume my life or procrastination or doubt or self-limiting thoughts. All those things are toxic and they're like trash you know, in your brain, you have to take the trash out and start putting in good, positive, like words, planting flowers, if you will. Okay. To make sure that we're changing the narrative because you can change the narrative. It does take a little bit more time, love and care, but like you can change it and you have to be patient with yourself and you have to direct all those negative thoughts to positive ones. And you have to show up as your future self every single day and do the things that would make your future self happy. You know, because we don't want to align with putting things off, procrastinating, not doing this, that, or the other thing, because that is just keeping you stuck and it's keeping you in your past self. It is time to get your head out of your past. Get it, get it out. Your past, it, once you look back, there's something in the Bible where it's like, if you look back, like you will turn into assault. Like we're not supposed to look back. Like obviously at times we can reflect backwards, but like you're not supposed to look back and like get stuck there. You're supposed to stay in the present and you're also not supposed to overextend yourself into the future. I think planning and having goals is one thing, but like staying very present and understanding what you want to do today, you know, that is the most. How can you show up today to be your best? How can you become just 10% better, 1% better today? Just try a new habit, do something. I just challenge you to change your life today in some way, in the smallest of ways, and take one step towards becoming the person that you've been wanting to be. I love you guys so freaking much. Thank you for always giving me a place to feel safe to talk about the things that are most vulnerable for me to talk about and actually encouraging me to talk about them as well. You make my life so much better just by being in it. I mean that so much. I love you guys. I love you, I love you, I love you. I hope you have a great rest of your week and I will see you next Monday.